Today on That's Classic, we have, uh, you know, one of our, our previous guests returning, and boy, we've been waiting a while for this. Um, so uh, just to let everyone know, today we have uh, Pat Priest from the Munsters returning to answer fan questions. Pat, thanks just so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Very happy to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Pat and I have been trading back and forth over the last couple of months, trying to set up each other's schedules and the holidays. So, you know, it's it's really uh, just everybody that's been waiting out there. Um, this is, you know, this is a great uh, this is this is great that we were able to actually make it happen. Um, before I we get John, going, at this point, I'm a grandmother to your kids. Yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> know each other so well. It's so true. It really is. I mean, um, one of the blessings of this whole thing is that the fact that Pat and I have had an opportunity to get to know each other a bit, and it's it's been uh, it's been terrific. But um, the uh, so the the one thing I wanted to add, by the way, just for the viewers, is in case you're uh, you're not watching this, you're on like a podcast or something like that. If you go to www.youtube.com/slash That's Classic TV, you can see Pat as well as all my other guests. And you can see the previous interview with Pat and actually see her on screen. So just, just so everybody knows that's out there. Um, so today, uh, Pat, we're going to go through a bunch of Munsters questions that were sent in to me. And uh, we'll see. You know, Maybe you'll know the answers. Maybe you won't. You know, We'll give her a shot. Well, and maybe I'll just make up one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, boy. OK. So here's our first one, Pat. Uh, this is from William. William says, I understand that the exterior and the interiors um, were in no way connected of the Munster's house. Pat, do you remember if the actual house was completely enclosed or was it open in the back, which we viewers never actually saw? Uh, William, by the way, I like your name because that's the name of my grandson. Oh, wow. Um, the house is not connected. The front of the house was on the back lot, and that was just a, a false facade, a front. And so when we went up the stairs and then to go in the house and we opened the door, I mean, you didn't step too far, you'd step off the platform. There was nothing there. Wow. Then they would pick it up later on the set from us coming in the front door and that was on the stage we had um three sets we had the living room or the, the living room dining room kitchen uh aunt lily's bedroom and we had grandpa's lab and those were the sets that we had on a stage actually we're on two stages wow wow he he also asked, he said, if you were standing inside the house exterior set, what would you have seen? Was it like a an empty box or what were you looking out at that when you when you actually walked into that? I'd just be looking at whatever was on the back lot, the trees, the grass, the you know, whatever was on the back lot. It was like just the, like, air. like the hillside of Universal. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. Okay, I got you. Um, there were scenes, this is also still part of William, there were scenes where Eddie was on part of the outside roof and one where a scared man jumped from the balcony. 
I'm wondering if there may have been platforms or different levels inside the house, or if the actors got to those levels from the outside by a crane or something. That is correct. There were uh, the outside levels for them to, you know, get to the balcony and they just put them up there and uh, they just be hoisted up there, the little crane, little carrier, and uh, then do the scene and then everything else. Actually, if you'd like to see a whole complete monster house inside, outside, um, this couple, Sandra and Chuck McKee in Waxahachie, Texas, has the ex exact replica of the house. And it's open for people to go through. Oh, and yeah. uh, it, everything is then all together. But we were, everything was separate. Wow. So when they would bring them up, by the way, then, like, let's say the guy that had to jump off the balcony, would it usually be that they would like have to hoist them? To, but would they have to create like almost like a balcony platform for them that actually wasn't really there normally? Yes, they just create, they build like a balcony and platform on the set. And then, and then they'd show it outside, but then they'd show him jumping off off this little balcony that they build on the side and he just go over onto a mattress. It on the on the uh interior set then? Or yes. oh no, okay. A separate little little side thing that they had built for that particular scene. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that oh, that's perfect. I think that gives him a sense of it then. So it was like it, they made it look like he's jumping outside, but he really wasn't. He was, no. he, they just set him there. Then you took it inside and then they did 50, it from. Let's see, John, 58 years ago, that was probably would have been thought of as our special effects, which <laughs> now today is nothing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But you know, what's funny. It still holds up. I mean, that's, what's really funny when you see those episodes, you're like, I, I think he's coming off the balcony, you know? Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, okay, this is from Edwin. Edwin just wants to know, who was your favorite guest star that was on the show? Oh, I like that. I love it. Dom DeLuise. Oh, Dom DeLuise. Yeah. I like Don a lot. He was he was great. And um, and uh, Nelson. Oh, I can't think of his uh, name. Uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Um, yes, Nelson Riley. Mm -hmm. He was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed him a lot. Was Dom DeLuise uh, offset? Was he as kind of manic and crazy as he was as a you know as an actor? No, no, he wasn't. But he was just warm and friendly and a lovely person. Yeah, it's so funny that you picked those two. By the way, because even though they they were different types of people, they both had that kind of like frenetic thing going. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Was I can Char probably identify with that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> was was Charles Nelson Riley um, the, the same with you know as with Dom DeLuise when the cameras were off? Was he more you know uh, I guess more relaxed? Yes, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. How interesting. It's I, kind I of never... interesting. It's almost like um, split personalities, a Jekyll and Hyde, you know, 
they would be one way and then totally different cameras go on and another personality. Interesting. Really interesting. I know that Charles. And I think a lot of that is the same thing as like when they go on stage or when, you know, when they're performing as a comedian. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I know that Charles Nelson Riley went on to uh, also uh, coach, like be an acting coach at, at one point too. And because um, I knew some people that actually studied with him and at, oh, yes. I, yeah. And I, because I always wondered, you know, how could you, how would you learn from somebody that's, you know, so manic, but that makes sense then that it, it probably as a coach, he was probably very low key, you know, in comparison. Yes. Wow. Okay. Here's our next one. This is from Frank. Uh, Frank wants to know what monster makeup would you have liked to have worn in the monsters? Kind of like the reverse when they made Herman Munster human so people could see what Fred Gwynn looked like. What would you have wanted? What kind of monster makeup would you have enjoyed? Um, probably a younger version of Aunt Lily. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. What would you have, um, would you have had like, you know, uh, obviously when you, Yvonne DiCarlo played it, she had that really long hair and they, you know, I think she even had like a gray, uh, yes, you know, script. Silver streak. Yeah. Would you have, would you have had that same? Um, maybe not, maybe not, not as a younger girl, I probably have the long, the long hair and the white kind of whitish makeup. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a unique question. I was like, that is a new, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, along those lines, if you had put the white makeup on, would you have done any other kind of color uh, makeup to it? Uh, just red lipstick, probably. Red lipstick. And wow. maybe some blue eyeshadow. Uh-huh. Okay, that's pretty funky. Um, okay, so this one's from Tom. Uh, please ask Pat about the 1981 reunion. Did she know about it? Was she approached? Was there any even any talk about her and Butch appearing? Did any of the cast like Al Lewis reach out to her? What are what are her thoughts about it? 1981 reunion. I I'm not familiar with that. Interesting. Unless yeah. that was when we all got together and and uh, uh, did a here come the monsters. It was a television thing. That could be. I don't recall all of us getting together for a reunion. How interesting! How interesting that he put 1981. I mean, they could have left me out. That's you know, they've done that before. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> I remember. I remember in our first interview. Sure. When they just they didn't did even bother when they to... made, uh, the, when they made that that movie, so you know it, it's very possible. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, the fact that they, I remember in the our first interview how cold they were about just like you know letting you know that it was over. I mean, basically, oh, it was just yeah. like in nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, okay, this one is from Chris. Hi, Pat. What was it like working on the set? Was were were there really cobwebs? Was there really dust everywhere? What was that like? Yes, there really was cobwebs, and there really was dust. 
and they would come in, you know, and if over the week or something, if the dust had, had moved out or, you know, dissipated or whatever, they'd come in and they'd spray more dust and they'd spray more cobwebs all around um, periodically. And that was all real. Wow. Did... It was a very dirty set. <laughs> was it, Pat, was when you're working in a, on a set like that, is it, you know, when, when they call, you know, call you to the set and you're coming on, did you have to be, you know, very careful about where you maneuvered yourself then and things like that because of that? Oh, well, yeah, in some instances, because they wanted to keep, you know, dust on that. And they wanted like to sat on the sofa to see the dust come up and things like that. And that was all real. Would if the dust, you know, like when you sit down on the on the couch, and you're right. I remember that so many times and the dust would go flying. Yeah, and the dust comes up. So you go to the, so the director says, you know, cut or whatever. And that, that's your take. When they go to the next take, was it a decent amount of like, you know, they had to come back in and kind of reset up the dust and re-get, you know, get things back together? Yes, they would. Yes. And then they, then they would re spray a little dust or redo. And sometimes between every scene. If they had to, you know, keep reshooting it, they keep re re-putting on the dust. Could that, you know, I never really thought about it until somebody brought that up just now. Would would yes. some of the days then feel a little longer than others because of what they had to, you know, what the I oh, guess. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it, it, it depended. We we filmed three days. And sometimes on a Friday night, you know, we'd keep filming until we were through. And it could be, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Wow. And depending, and especially if we had a lot of special effects and things that they had to reset and redo. Mm -hmm. Because when you're shooting a scene, you have to, everything has to match. And if you were shooting a scene in the living room and you had dust and certain cobwebs in certain places in the morning, then you were doing a pickup on it in the afternoon. You'd have to make sure that all the dust was in place and the cobwebs were still hanging to match up to the morning shoot. Wow, somebody had a tough job on their hands by That's the way the to script do that. Girl's duty is to you know, watch all those things that are going on. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Did you ever, by the way, just, you know, ever just like walk walk in to do like your scene or whatever and suddenly the, the cobwebs are sticking to you or whatever and you're, you know, before you got started? You know, I never did get over close enough to the cobwebs and they were kind of a very thin plastic. So they were pretty solid. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they were actually like a plastic material. Yeah, like a plastic material. <laughs> oh, interesting. What, a, you know, I will get to the next question, but, you know, I, I'm curious myself. So when you were mentioning uh, Grandpa's Laboratory, by the way, whenever I would watch the show, it always felt like um, kind of small, to be honest with you. It always felt like they were kind of, you know, they'd show Herman or, or um, you know, or grandpa in there. And it felt like it was, you know, reason a little tighter than the rest of the rooms, was it? Uh, well, no, it was on a big set, but it was a small lab. It was on a big stage, but it was a small set. 
because in the living room, if you notice, there was a trap door in the floor in the corner of the living room. Yeah. So when grandpa would go to his lab, he'd lift up the trap door, he'd go down a few steps and, you know, duck down and the trap door would close. And of course, then they would, we'd cut to the lab scene. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the lab was in the basement. It was supposed to be little. I got you. You know, Pat, I never even thought about this until you just said that. Was the um, was the living room stage then a bit elevated? Because you're right. They would grab the trap door and then they would you would see yes. them like go down. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh. Uh, the living room scene was a little bit elevated. Uh, in fact, the whole floor was a little bit elevated. Uh, because of course they had, you know, the this the entry hall, and then you step down to the living room. Mm-hmm. So, and then you went up the stairs to the bedrooms, and uh, so the whole the whole set was built on a platform. How and that that also could be not only just from the that aspect of it, the going into the basement, but for certain special effects and techniques and pipes and lighting and wiring and all kinds of things that had to go on. Was the trap door, when you open the trap door and you walk down, was it deep enough that you could actually walk down yeah, or was it, it was like- about you had to... four steps down. You had to get down and then you had to hunch, hunch over and then they, you know, put it down. And so of course for grandpa, I don't think they ever saw, they never closed the door on Fred because you might've seen him start to go down and then they pick it up of him entering the lab on the other uh, stage. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. uh, But I can remember grandpa ducking down. Yeah, me too. I literally could see him. I guess it was about four steps and then but they did have to duck way down wow wow that's so interesting i never thought about that about the uh until you just said that um okay let's pick up let's see who where were we um here we go ian ian says um what were your favorite behind the scenes moments what do you think of and well maybe we better answer that first what were some of your favorite behind the scenes moments well, actually, the behind-the-scene moments would have been <clears throat> kind of off the set. Sure. Uh, with with uh, going to lunch with Fred and Al, which I did every day that we filmed. Hmm. And it was kind of interesting because we'd go to the commissary. And they were in makeup and of course I was too but I was in just my normal makeup right and we go in and we'd sit down in the commissary and they'd be either side of me and I'd be in the middle we had a round booth and when I'd come out a lot of times people would come up to me and they'd say oh isn't it difficult the heart you know eating and looking and at those people but and I said no it, it wasn't because as you know, as you get to know someone, you don't see any of that. We'd sit there and talk about how are your kids, what did you do this weekend. You don't see any of that. You just see the beauty within them. 
Oh, that's and that so was cool. always fun. I always looked forward to that. That was one of my off uh, out, out of scenes. When you were out of a scene, there wasn't too much that you could do if you were on the stage because they, the other, there were other scenes going on and you had to have absolute total quiet. So you just sat in your chair and waited you know, till the scene was over. And when you were in the commissary with them, what, who, you know, like what, what people at that time would have been on shows that would have been in the commissary that you might just see on, a, you know, sitting around? Oh, um, uh, Mikhail's Navy was going, uh, Big Valley was going. Um, uh, let's see what other shows. Uh, sometimes it'd be a Hitchcock. Um, wow. I was just trying to think of what shows were, yeah. you know, going filming. So would you see like Barbara Stanwyck possibly sitting there having her lunch or, you know, from Big Valley or Linda Evans or somebody like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You would see them because where we went was primarily for the, the room for the stars rather than the general public. When you came into the commissary, one side was like the cafeteria and the commissary, and then everybody could eat there. And then on the other side were, you know, where kind of the so-called stars ate. But a lot of people that were overeating on that side that were on the lot, you know, would they kind of stand outside the room to, you know, to see the people as they came out? Wow. Wow. Did, and by the way, was it, was it, you were still, you know, did you still go up to the counter and get your food or was it like you sat down and they were oh, no, you know, just like waiting. a regular restaurant you ordered? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty nice. Yeah. It wasn't nice. Yeah. Yeah. Without it, without that. And Mikhail's Navy, same thing. Did you see, you know, would you, would you see like Ernest Borgnine or Tim Conway yes, or yes, Bill yes, Silvers I, or not, oh, I did. not Phil Silvers? Uh, shoot. I, it wasn't, was it Phil Silvers? I can't remember. I just blanked out. I was thinking of Sergeant Bilko, but no, 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 no. Mikhail's Navy would have been, um, yeah, would have been Ernest Borgnine. And, it was uh, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Okay. Uh, let's go on to our next one. Here we go. So, oh, actually, no. The second part of Ian's question was, what do you think of the movies that have come out based on the series now? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. I, I thought the movie, I thought the, the sets, I thought the acting, I thought the lighting, uh, I thought that was exceptional. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the story was a little fragmented. Um, I, I didn't care for the, for the script, but- Is, Are we talking about the latest Monsters movie? Uh, yeah, I'm just talking about the latest one that was released. I got you. Um, okay. I well, no, that's any of the other movies. To, to tell you the honest truth, I never saw them. Okay. Okay. If yeah. I wasn't in it, I wasn't interested. 
I, I see them every day. I didn't need to go to the theater to see them. That's funny. I like the honesty. If it wasn't in them, I didn't see them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, here's another one. This is from Z uh, Xavier. Um, how did you find your time working alongside Butch in the new Munsters movie? I know you both um, weren't on screen together, but how was your overall experience being part of the movie? Well, Butch was Butch was a wonderful kid. Um, he was younger. Um, he was he was uh, very polite, very nice. He played a lot of baseball when he wasn't, you know, in a scene outside the stage. And uh, but Butch and I had become very good friends later on in life. He was always like my son. In fact, he's the same age as my older boy. Wow. And so when we would go out and do uh, memorabilia shows, and I was with him, I mean, with, and in fact, I just talked to him two days ago. Wow. And always keep in touch. And it's, we have a lovely relationship. I'm very fond of Butch. Yeah, I, by the way, and I, I've been fortunate enough to meet him and his sister, and, and uh, I agree with you. Just a genuine, just good guy. No doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think what he was, which, by the way, I loved hearing about that. I think what Xavier was curious about is um, how did, being part of the new movie, uh, did you, I mean, did you enjoy that experience? Oh, well, it, it, <laughs> If you blinked, you would have missed me. Or if you turned to the person sitting next to you in the theater. Number yeah. one, I'm old. My voice is raspy now because I got a paralyzed vocal cord. Uh -huh. And when I went in to, to uh, tape this stewardess voice, I said, my land, why do they want me to do this stewardess voice? You know, I sound like an old grandmother on the, on the airplane. Hello, you know, welcome to, you know, Air Transylvania. And, and <laughs> I, but I did it. I did it. No, no problem. But uh, it was just kind of funny. But I think they just wanted to include Butch and I in some way, which was lovely. Absolutely lovely of Rob. Was it that. fun? Was it fun to to you know, even though that it was that situation, yeah, it was, was it fun, fun to do it? It was fun. Yes. Yeah. Was it and it was fun watching the movie, but I'm just being honest with you what I thought, but there were a lot of many good things about it. Oh, I I that's fine. That's totally fine. What um as far as um it's a I think he said here too, you um, how did you find your time working with but alongside Butch? Was he was Butch even there the day that you shot your stuff? Oh yes, oh yes, all the time. However, when Butch was not in the scene, he we had they had a little portable classroom, a little portable uh, cubicle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. He had to be in class, and he was in class every time he wasn't in a scene. So there wasn't a whole lot of interaction with him. I see. All of our interaction has been 50 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, um, and uh, with, with the, in the new Munsters movie, did he shoot the same day that you did? 
No, I did the, it was, it was a voice. I went to a recording studio mm-hmm. in Boise, Idaho, and I did it there, a professional studio. And I think Butch probably did whatever he did his thing in LA. I got you. And what, um, you know, I realized that you guys got closer years later. When did you start to really, you know, uh, like how many years back would you say, did you two start to get close again? Oh, I would say within the last 10 years that we've become um, very close. He's, Mm -hmm. he's wonderful. Yeah, I know he's got a lot going on with the Munsters right now, and I know he's really trying to do stuff. Oh, he is, and he's doing a theme park, a kind of a mm-hmm. haunted theme park. He's Butch is a very bright guy. He is a bright guy. He and really he's is. Yeah, got, he's got a mind that can think up a lot of things, you know, and create yeah. a lot of things. I'm definitely, I, I, I definitely am due to reach out to him again and get him back on the show because there's so many things that he's got going on that he should really be talking about. So yeah, just log that you know in, that, Pat. John, I got to tell you a funny story. Yes, yeah. it was something that just happened to me yesterday at the market. Yeah. Now, when I go to the market, my little local market, I could be going, I, I could go in my house slippers. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I look. I don't have to have any makeup. Nothing. Probably I look like a bad lady. But I don't <laughs> care. I'm just going to market, getting my thing. And I know where all the checkers. I know everybody, and they sing in just about every <laughs> looking any way you know I could look. So now I am in my bag lady mode, of, and I am getting ready to check out, and I'm standing in the checkout line. And in my cart, I have a monster purse. Let's see. see that? Oh my God, what a great purse, by the way. Yeah. That was given to me by a vendor at a show. And I had this purse and I put it right in the little top uh, tray of the shopping cart. And I'm checking out and uh, there's an older gentleman younger than me, but older, that's yeah. in line in front of me. And uh, he looks down, he looks and he looks and he sees the purse. And he said, uh, but you can't tell me, points to me, he says, but you can't tell me the address of the house. <laughs> and, uh, oh, well, yeah, it's 1313 Mockingbird Lane. And he said, oh, and I said, Okay, you want some trivia? Where did Marilyn Munster, where did she go to junior college? And where did Uncle Herman and Grandpa work? What was the name of the company? Anyone? <laughs> Beats me. Oh. He said, how do you know all those things? <laughs> I wanted to do the purse. I said, because I'm that girl. And he looked at me like, Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Oh. You know, and he leaves. <laughs> and, the, and the checker, and I we started laughing, and I said, I can just see him going home to his wife and saying, you're not going to believe this. There was this old bag lady. <laughs> she had a monster purse, and she <laughs> thinks she's the young girl on it. <laughs> I love it. 
I love that story. I just had to tell you that because it was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful little event. Oh my gosh, Pat, that is hysterical. It, <laughs> um, hey, by the way, what are the answers to those questions? I don't know those. The, what was the junior college? Okay. Um, Maryland went to, to Westbury College. Hmm. And Uncle Herman and Grandpa worked for Goodberry and Gates Funeral Parlor. Oh, my gosh. So those is... are two good trivia questions. Those are two great trivia questions. I love it. I I love that he had no idea who he was talking to. It's just the no, best. No, and he just looked at me like, well, how did you know that? When I <laughs> asked him. Because I'm that girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pat, I love it. I just love it. That's the best. Um, great, great story. Okay, going on, going to our next one here. Um, what do we got? Let's see. Jackie, you said you were close with Butch. Have you always been, or did that happen later in your lives? Well, I guess. Uh, that happened later in my life. Um, uh, that it course he was young and we didn't see much of one another because yeah. as I say he was always in the school if he wasn't in the scene and then when we started um uh doing some shows uh we weren't that close butch at that time and I don't think I'm telling anything out of out of uh, as you know well he wouldn't that he hasn't said sure and he you know was drinking and drugs and mm -hmm. and we just you know I'd show up and I had my table and with my assistant and he had his table and we never did anything and all and then many years ago um he went through rehab mm -hmm. and um he's just totally changed person He's just wonderful. And that's when we became close because we could relate and and uh, it was really good. I think that's <laughs> wonderful, Pat. I really do. And no, I agree with you. I think he's been very open about that. So I don't think that's anything. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, yes, we never talked about it, but I think he has. So therefore, and then that's the truth, what really happened. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. And I can understand how that would have been a barrier up to then. Yeah. Um, okay, here, this is from Warren. Um, what did your mom, who was an amazing, by the way, I'm just throwing that in on my own, was an amazing woman, to say the least. What did she think of the Munster show? Oh, she thought it was wonderful. She was very proud of me. Not as proud of me as I was of her, but... Mm -hmm. She was very proud of me. And in fact, she came out to California while she was still treasurer. And she came on the set. And we've got some pictures with her on the set in various settings. Wow. I have. And she met everybody in. And it was, it was delightful. Oh, you must have been so proud to be able to do that. Oh, I was. I was. You know, because usually it was always the other way around. I was also always so thrilled to introduce my mother 
have my mother come to visit me and what have you. And then all of a sudden here was turn around and it was nice. It was lovely. Uh, that's cool. I love hearing that. Um, okay. And this is also from, uh, well, actually, I don't know if this is from Warren. Warren, if it wasn't, take no offense, but I, I did write this question out. Did you know Spot was the Tyrannosaurus from the land unknown? No, I did not. Yeah, I guess, I guess. And and by the way, I'm not positive on that. That's that's what they've asked. But they, they, I have heard rumor of that, by the way. Um, here we go. This one is from Dave. After the Munsters, you appeared on a lot of other television series. What was one of your best memories from one of those other television series? Okay, um, I think one of one of one of my good memories was when I played Betty White's sister from Atlanta with oh, a yeah. Southern accent, and that was fun working, you know, on the Mary Tyler Moore show with that cast and with Betty White. Oh gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, did she? Did, and I think we might have talked about this in the first interview, but uh, did she? Was she a delight to be around? Oh, absolute delight. She was the friendliest of the whole cast and a delight. Um, I also enjoyed uh, Bewitched. That was that was fun. I did a couple different roles in there. I put Dr. Bombay's nurse and a couple wow. of other things. And, and that was fun. And that was a lovely people to work with. And they were fun. Um, I've got a lot of good memories. Oh my gosh. The problem is I just have to remember them. No, I hear you. I hear you. When you were <laughs> when you were on Bewitched, and doggone it, I can't remember uh Dr. Bombay's uh, I can't remember the actor's name right now, and I should know that, but um do you, I don't know if you do or not, but uh what was what was it like on that set? What was the general feeling like? You know, Elizabeth Montgomery, you had I think Bill Asher was Yeah, it was very um it was as much fun as our set, but you know hmm. they didn't have the people we had. Yeah, uh, it was it was business like, you know, um, not a lot of chatting and and you know if, if things moved along, it it was nice and there were lovely people. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, yeah. yeah, very nice. Yeah, I've had uh, Tabitha Aaron Murphy on the show multiple times. Absolute uh, gem of a person, by yes. the way. And um, uh, was she just out of curiosity? Was she on any 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 of the times you shot? Was she on set? Uh, no. Oh well, yes. Well, she was on the the set, but not yeah. in the scene. My scenes were never with her. I got you. Well, she was an adorable uh, kid, to say the least. So I imagine. Oh, absolutely. Her. Right. Okay, let's go to our next one. Um, this is from Sue. Did you ever feel a close bond with Yvonne DiCarlo? Or was it more like being with a mentor since she, since she was such a big star? Well, you know, I have some wonderful, some, some great times with Yvonne. Um, it was a learning process in the beginning and I can remember when I first my very first day of being on the set and we were in a shared scene right in the as you come in the front door right there on the stoop mm -hmm. 
and um, the the director and I was uh, was with Yvonne, and the director said to me, "Come a little closer into the light," and I stepped a little closer, and Yvonne looked at me and she said, "Let me tell you something, young lady. Let's get something straight right here and now. Don't you ever upstage me." Man, I jumped back in the dark and I thought I'll do the rest of the series in the dark. However, I got to, you know, know Yvonne. And Yvonne was the type of person that sometimes it'd be three o'clock in the afternoon before you said good morning. Wow. Because, you know, you didn't know her mood or what, you know, what had gone on in her personal life. And, uh, but we went to lunch all the time together. Our boys, again, were this, about the same age. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Yvonne, I never had any problems with Yvonne, not at all. Did you feel like, you know, more of like two friends talking or did it feel like you kind of looked up to her type of feeling? I kind of looked up to her, uh, you know, I always let her take the lead because you know, I can remember when we were doing that Here Come the Monsters, that television show yeah. where we kind of later on in life. And um, they'd come and they'd pick me up. And because uh, we, we're going out to Newhall in California to a set. Mm -hmm. and, and then we were going to the hotel to pick up Yvonne. And she was on a lower floor. And I said, well, I'll run in and get her. And so I went in and I knocked on the door and she came to the door and I said, hi, Yvonne, how are you? And she looked at me and she says, who in the hell are you? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I said, Yvonne, I'm Pat. Oh, now, my God. Now, it was gosh. 10 years later, but I didn't think I'd change that much. <laughs> right, that much. Oh, and she said, oh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I just haven't seen you in a long time. And I said, that's right, but it's good to see you. And then she came out, we got in the car and went on out. Right. But, I mean, Yvonne was very much a star. And I can remember when we were doing that, we were in the trailer, she was, they were making her up. Yeah. And uh, she, she wore a hat in that scene. And uh, she said, oh, I, they wanted the hat or something. Said, oh, I forgot that. She said, I left my hat back on the set. And I said, well, if I'm not going to get it. And she said, no, you won't. You are a star. We'll let someone else get it. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of knew my boundaries with her, but I so enjoyed her. I loved her and and we we got along. We did. That's great. That's we really got. great. That's pretty that's pretty cool. And and she was a star. I mean, she was from the oh, 1940s on. Yeah. Yes. Big time. Um, okay. This one is from Pete. He says, I know you felt close to Al Lewis, but what was your relationship like with Fred Gwynn? And did you go to his funeral? No, do you know, I never saw or talked to Fred after the show. Hmm. Got along with Fred beautifully. 
I love Fred. I was always Fred and Alan I. Where wherever we go in a limousine to go on, you know, get off location shoot. Yeah. I was always with them. They were kind of looked out after me, and Al was my mentor. Um, but we just kind of lost track of one another. Al did some memorabilia shows, so I saw him then. And but Fred didn't. And yeah. so I never, I never saw him and never talked to him. Interesting. So, okay. Uh, this is from, what was that? Say that again. I said, unfortunately, I never yeah. saw him or talked to him after the show. I get you. Okay. This is from Ted. In Love Comes to Mockingbird Heights, did you have to uh, do more intense acting preparation since you were more focused on in this episode and also for A Man from Maryland. Yes. Oh, thank you for remembering those. <laughs> I, um, well, I had more than two lines. Yeah. So yeah. it was all about me and I had to memorize the lines and, and I had more of a script and I, of course, was more in the scene and they were always touching up my makeup more and pulling in my pulling in my hair more and and uh, and then I had a little more wardrobe because it was kind of all about me and mm -hmm. and uh, which was nice I loved it but I liked the other two I got you was the rest of uh Ted asked was the rest of the cast happy for you that you had more screen time in those episodes yes they were yes they were because the more screen time I had the less screen time that they had, which was, they were on so much. It was kind of a breather. It was like, oh, maybe I can go to my dressing room now, you know, for for oh, yeah. 30 minutes or so. Oh, how interesting. I never thought about that on the reverse. That's mm -hmm. true. They were probably thinking, oh, good. I, I actually have a little more time to just relax in my trailer for this Absolutely. One. I had a lot of time to relax and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from Deb. Deb says, to your knowledge, was Marilyn adopted as she says she comes from Lily's side of the family? You know, that's a very interesting concept they have. I never could figure it out. I don't know that they ever did or ever answered it. But I often thought, well, now I was Aunt Lily's niece. Mm -hmm. And if I were her niece, was her sister like she was, or was her sister normal? Uh, and how did I come to be in the family? I didn't know that I was, if I were adopted, but I did know I was Aunt Lily's niece. That is so interesting. I Until you said that, I never thought about, that's right. Your mother, then we don't know if your mother was also like normal, so to speak, or not. That's exactly, wild. exactly. Yeah. Huh, huh. Or was my mother a freak along with me? Right, <laughs> exactly. That's all I was. That is so interesting. Okay. And obviously, they purposely never said anything, so we don't know. No, um, that's poetic license. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, this is from Sven. Um, I read that you felt anyone could have played Marilyn because they gave you only so much to work with. 
is that true? As I don't agree with that, you were perfect with the rest of the cast. Well, thank you very much. Um, I was probably saying that more in a humbling attitude. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I thought that Al couldn't be replaced. Fred couldn't be replaced. Lily couldn't be replaced. Butch and I could probably be replaced. But um, I'm glad they didn't feel that way. Right. Well, I agree with Sven, by the way. I don't, I, I, I don't think you or Butch could have been replaced. I, I mean, it's hard to even... Well, visualize. you know, they tried and it didn't work. Right. You know, when I didn't do the, the movie, they tried and it didn't work. Right. Because, you know, I, I had become so identified with the family and all that, you know, introducing some with reddish brown hair and someone different and all, people didn't associate it. Yeah, well, I think, that, you know, honestly, Pat, I think that's part of the problem with the with the the other series they tried to make the, the the new movie yes not that these actors aren't good actors um not that they didn't give it everything they got but i i can't get it i can't i just can't get that out of my head who each of you is i couldn't agree with you more you know there are just some people that can't be replaced yeah. i mean just, they're unique in what they do and they're unique in their role and that was it. Yeah, it's that simple. That's what made it so special in the first place, you know. Um, yes. Okay, this is a this is an interesting one, and I, and I say this only because it's timely. Um, because Lisa Marie Presley, obviously, as we're doing this interview, oh, yes. she just passed uh, yesterday. Uh, yes. This is from Tammy. It is very sad, by the way. Very sad. Uh, Fifty-four years I mean, old. She's that shouldn't far happen. too young. Yeah, it should not happen. No. Um, this is from Tammy. Tammy says, was Priscilla Presley on the set when you shot Easy Come, Easy Go with Elvis? No, never met her. Uh, never met Priscilla, her mother, and never, uh, never met them at all. Mm -hmm. None of the family. And of course, he was, this was just prior to him getting married. But mm -hmm. none of his family ever came on the set. How interesting. Um, how did you like the new film that came out last year, Elvis? Did it feel like the Elvis you knew? Oh, I liked it. I thought it was very well done. I thought uh, Austin Butler did a beautiful job. I was so glad he got the Golden Globe. Um, <clears throat> I What I would like to have seen was a little bit more of his life after he became a star and big and successful that kind of dwelled on all of his life before when he was young mm -hmm. and I just like would when he finally made it why then they didn't show that much of his life and I would like to have seen um more of his songs I would like to have seen um, some of his religious hymns, mm -hmm. um, some of his more popular songs. 
but I thought overall, I thought it was beautifully done. Filmed, sets, everything was, was the beautifully done. And it, it may take home best picture. I wouldn't be surprised. Did, did you feel like uh, Austin Butler's portrayal of Elvis gave a hint of the Elvis that you actually knew? Absolutely. I thought he did a wonderful job. Absolutely wonderful. And I think that the kind of the general consensus of people seeing the movie, they pretty much feel the same way. What, what do you, you know, obviously, I mean, you worked with Elvis on that film. You knew who he was. You knew him. Obviously, he gave you that Cadillac, as we talked about in the, in the first interview. Um, what do you think they captured in the new Elvis movie of the man that you knew? Uh, his um, companionship with the, the men, his best friends in his life that surrounded him. Um, they were all wonderful guys. And of course, during the movie, they came on this set every day mm -hmm. and got to know all of them. I think they captured that very well. I And another interesting thing, I never met Colonel Parker. He, he was never on this set. Wow. Uh, I thought Tom Hanks did a well, he should get Best Supporting Actor, did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. That's interesting that Colonel Parker wasn't on the set either. Okay. No, no. Wow. And I, I don't know why, but it, he wasn't. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, this is the last question that we have. This is from Jackson. How often do you watch the Munsters uh, on TV? Oh, very little. You know, it's called Watch and Weep. Um, oh. I don't remember. I don't remember when I was that young and thin. <laughs> uh, but I do occasionally see it. Um, someone will text me and say, oh, the Munsters is on and cozy TV or whatever. They're having a marathon. And then I'll, I'll look at it. Or, And what used to happen quite frequently when I was out doing a show and I'd be in the hotel room after and I'd be, you know, surfing the network and I'd come across the monsters and yeah. then I'd watch it. But just to sit down and watch, I, no, don't do that. Yep, yep. If it just happens to be on, you'll, you'll stop and watch. I mean, I don't want to see my... I don't want to see my deterioration before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I got a question for you. Did you, yes. you know, it's funny because yes, I mean, you, you, you know, you were, you, you know, you were you, this, this younger woman and, and you were, you know, you were kind of considered the beauty of the show, you know, in like whatever, you know, reverse normalization there was, whatever. But do you, um, did you have any, was there any pressure, by the way, to like maintain your, your weight or anything like that, that no. you felt? No, I put the pressure on myself. Hmm. I'm still trying to do it. But obviously, if you look at me, I have not succeeded. Well, but I don't think I anyone show, does. I was way. always on a diet. I was, but nobody put any pressure on me. 
No. That's interesting. That's interesting. But did you, you know, not that anyone put it on you, but during that time period, I guess we're talking the 1960s, 1970, or early 70s, did you feel as an actress a pressure to maintain a certain Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because film adds 10 pounds to you. Oh, that's to true. To begin with. So I wasn't a skinny girl to begin with. So, I mean, 10 pounds was eh, a little touchy. Mm -hmm. um, now I don't care. I right. Don't care. Yeah. No, I get Food you. Is love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Food is joy. Food is something to do. Right. It's an event. Yep. That was a different time for sure. Um, different time. Well, Pat, um, you know what? That's the end of the questions, but uh, I loved seeing you. I loved, I, I will obviously still be in touch, but. Um, well, John, keep in touch. I love talking to you and I love doing your show and, and love hearing from the fans. And I just, you know, I'll tell you, if it weren't for the fans, I, I, I just probably were keeping me alive. I mean, you know, uh, I got to got to answer their questions and I got to be out there for them. Oh, that's so great. I And I got to tell you, you know, from our first interview, the comments that came flooding in, uh, you know, I know that I did share a few of them with you and uh, people were really, really uh, taken and very heartfelt. And it meant so much that they, they, when they saw you, uh, they, they heard your, your energy and um, yeah, it, it, it really, it means, it means a lot to the fans out there. So I, I, I think I'm not going too far in telling you that, that it, it means more than just, this is an, an interview. It, it's felt a lot deeper than that. Oh, that is so nice to hear. So nice to hear. Um, makes an old lady's heart feel good. <laughs> well and thank you, my dear fans thank you for being there for me i hope to maybe see you again at a show or something or even talk to you like this thank you for being in my life oh pat that is so that is so kind um okay well you know um i appreciate you and uh we will uh we, of course we will talk soon for sure Thanks again for being on. The best to you and your family, okay? Oh, thank you so much, Pat. Thanks for coming. And uh, please check us out also on youtube.com slash that's classic TV, where you can actually watch and see the celebrities that are on the show. Thanks again. Bye-bye.